What's up, folks? It is Spider-Man Day, but unfortunately, we won't be talking about that tonight, uh, but I do advise everybody to go check it out if you haven't already. What a fantastic film. But here tonight at the Big Gold Belt Podcast, we got plenty to discuss in the world of professional wrestling. We got a potential instant classic. Uh, somebody resigning that seems to not went over well with the fans and some other things. So y'all know the drill. Thursday night, each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. is the Big Go Belt Podcast. Let's get into tonight's show, folks. episode of the big old belt podcast live each and every thursdays 8 p.m eastern standard time on our social medias twitch and twitter at big gold belt it's your host here two chains alongside the giant crab jamal and uh hot take he will mahoney himself <laughs> gentlemen what is going on sir yeah it's going Okay, keep swallowing some water or something. I'm like, Dad, they just left me hanging here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but as I said, it is a Spider-Man day because uh, Spider-Man uh, No Way Home just dropped, which is probably the hottest movie uh, to come out of. It's also Brody Lee's birthday today. Um, and then beyond all of that, it is the holiday season. So a lot of things to be festive about today. But as I said, it's Thursday, and here at the Big Go Bill Podcast, you know, we like to talk about uh, the biggest things coming out of the world of professional wrestling. And we do have three major things to cover. So let's not waste no time. Let's get into tonight's first topic. And that topic happens to be what some is calling an instant classic. But there's also some that's saying they're not very fond of the conclusion of this match. And that takes us to AW Dynamite. Uh, last night, where we saw that uh, show, Winter is Coming, which we know based on last year, that was a big show because it debuts and whatnot, uh, the Forbidden Door, all that stuff. Um, we saw this year's 2021 version of Winter is Coming, opening up with a title match with champion Adam Hangman Page versus Daniel Bryan, or oh, Brian Danielson, excuse me. Get um, it right. This is Brian, the American Dragon. The American Dragon. And you know, there's a couple of things. I'm very excited to talk about this topic because um, I, I can't remember if we actually talked about it um, during the show. And, and excuse me if I sound a little muffled. Let me let me work on my audio while we talk here a little bit. Um, but I am a little, I am excited to talk about this is because uh, I, I, I'm not sure if we talked about it on air, but I know we have discussed this as a team about doing things different, switching it up. You know, with mm -hmm. AEW in their presentation, they talked about wanting to do stuff like this initially and um we we we, had, we talked a lot of, about a lot of theories of things they could do we also talked a little bit about some of the things impact did in in terms of being unique about tv time and branding and all that other stuff but um this match which we'll we'll give our reactions to it did conclude in an hour draw so gentlemen i've done a lot of talking we'll start with you will what is your thoughts about the match Mm -hmm. about the conclusion and, and, and overall just your reaction to the reaction of what other folks are saying. right 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 yeah now there's a lot going on with this one it was interesting going into it because i think the, a lot of the talk yesterday was a matter of 
Are they going to open the show with it? Are they going to close the show with it? How much time are they going to get? All, all that kind of stuff. Because they weren't hyping up really the time aspect. But I think people were already thinking in that direction coming off of the Brian Danielson-Kenny Omega match that went the half hour back in uh, late September. So yeah. we'd already had that kind of thing happen with AEW. So what happened with me last night was the moment the show came on, and it was revealed, hey, we are opening up with this. That, you know, the antennas went off a little bit and it was like, okay, they're definitely allowing time then. They're, they're definitely front loading the show. They're not putting this on at 9.30. They're definitely setting the stage that it could happen. Doesn't mean it's gonna, but it could happen is yeah. what we're seeing right off the bat. So I was sitting there with that in the back of my head. And I would say once we got to that about 8.30 mark, and we were like, okay, it's 8.30. They've gone through a commercial break. At that point, I started thinking, okay, they're probably doing it. They're probably doing it. I was hoping they weren't because my personal thinking was coming off of the match with Omega where they've just done that finish. They've just done the draw so recently and specifically with Brian Danielson. I wasn't looking to revisit that so soon. So I wasn't looking for that to go down. And my thinking was it's Hangman's first title defense. So I was very much in the camp that Hangman should not be losing the title already. And Hangman needs to look good here. That was, the, if anything, that was the most talk I saw before the match was people really thinking like they might take the title off Hangman already. Like yeah. it's Brian Danielson. He's got all this momentum. He's a bigger name. Like, it seemed like there was a lot of fear about that happening. That's where I saw most of the talk happening going into the match and in the early part of it. And then as it went on, it became, okay, are they going to do the draw? I was firmly on the side of, I want Hangman to get a strong win and look good. Now, yeah. saying all that, I thought the home stretch of it, when he got down to that last bit, once he got down to that five-minute call, they, they really started building it. I thought it was a hell of a home stretch. I thought it was tremendous, the final moments, with everything they were hitting, going back and forth, and Hangman getting another move, and getting another move, and setting up for the damn, the, the buckshot, buckshot lariat. Yep, setting all up for the buckshot. He gets the dead eye, he sets up for the buckshot, and he hits it and just totally, like, obliterates Brian, and the time runs out. And personally, I thought that home stretch was so damn good and hitting on every damn point perfectly that I would have done the 59 and 58 seconds gimmick or something and have Hangman just barely squeak it out. But I would have had him beat him. I would have had him. If you're going to do it that damn good, I say throw the pin in there. Do it. Yeah. Go the whole way and get the win. I don't think it would have hurt Brian Danielson in any damn way. Yeah. It wouldn't have taken anything away from him. So my thing would be, Emilia, he'd be like, look, I still dominated you for most of the hour. And you yeah. got lucky at the very darn end. I don't think it would have hurt anything. And, if, and it just seems like the reaction I've seen a lot today is people just saying, like, they would have liked to finish. They were turned off by the by the final conclusion. Everyone mm -hmm. seems to love the match for the most part. I'm very curious to see what you guys got to say about it. But the match seems to be getting good reviews for the most part. And if anything, people are torn about the finish. Either they're cool with it or they're not cool with it. Personally, I would have liked to see a straight up finish for hangman instead of doing what they did. But at this point, let me take a step back. Let's look at the giant crab in here. I want to hear what the giant crabs I say on this one. I think that Brian kind of, he, he did exactly what he said he was going to do. And then this is the thing. I, I would argue this whole time, Brian Danielson is not a heel. It's confident to come out and say that I'm going to do a thing, do the thing and then move on. Has he ever really been a heel? Ever. I mean, honestly, I, I really don't think so. Um, Me. If somebody says that I'm the best in the world and I can prove it, and you <laughs> go out there and you prove it, yeah, and people get mad because you proved it. I mean, like, yeah. what do you want? So, with that said, if the unfortunate bit of, about it, and I agree with Will, is that, like, well, the match is already 20 minutes deep and nothing happened. Like, legit, nothing happened. Slow uh -oh. start. Yeah, but not a 20-minute slow start, though. Hmm. I mean, I can understand the first five, you're filling it out. First time touching each other. Okay, I get it. They had a commercial break and nothing happened. And that was 19 minutes in. Uh-oh. It's at the beginning of the show. Uh-oh. Uh -huh. MJF really is the main event? Uh-oh. Uh -oh. 
The dots are connecting. The, the way the AEW uh, does the commercial breaks, they usually don't have a commercial break during their opening match. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's also too like Taz was like, we got plenty of matches tonight, and he kind of like <laughs> studied it, and I'm like, uh, what plenty of matches? I would have advertised them all. So 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 fine. Um, they they did the deal that went an hour. Now the the problem that I have with that is is that Daniel Bryan wrestled for an hour. Adam Page wrestled for 35 minutes. <laughs> mm. I've never seen in a wrestling match where somebody gets two water breaks. I've never seen in a wrestling match. I mean, like, this is, he kind of proved to me exactly what I thought he was. And that was good, but not good enough. Yeah, I mean, he's still and, in there with the best. No, he's not. He absolutely not. Brian carried his carcass for an hour. Yeah, but I mean, I think I think what you're uh, to, if if I understand what you're saying correctly, I think there's level to this is what you're saying. Like he's good, but he's no, not. Actually, no, you, I think you misunderstand me completely. I don't think that he is. He should have lost because he's not as good as AEW thinks he is. I think the AEW he's the champion. Not mind you, he's going yeah. this as the champion, and they're still building him as if he has something to prove, and he has the belt. When you look at the match back, and you know that it's going to go an hour. Adam Page did not work an hour. Adam Page didn't work an Iron Man match, a single fall Iron Man match, you know? I think, and that's also a problem that I have with the match itself, is that they knew they were going an hour. The audience didn't. So I think that if we, once we realize that it's going to go an hour, or once I realize it's going to go an hour, um, or 45 minutes to an hour, 20 minutes in, I kind of tuned out because I know that the next 25 minutes don't really matter. And they're mm-hmm. going to save it all for the last five minutes, which is exactly what you did, because that's how you book an Iron Man match. That's how you always book an Iron Man match. You know, I mean, unless you're the Lucha Brothers, then you just have 9,700 flips and, and spots, you know, <laughs> in, in, our, in an hour. So to quote Denny Green, he was who I thought he was. And as far as him being the champion, this was not a level playing field. He got dog walked for an hour. It wasn't close. And that's he you know what? He's a step above Rich Wong. Oh, I don't I don't think that's a bad comparison. I, really I mean, I'm, I'm saying he's a step above Rich Wong because that was the moment where you were supposed to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that you deserve you belong here in this or, moment in this spot. Or, and I don't think he did that. Or it proved that you still got a lot more to work on and Sometimes still being a champion protects you in that in that fashion. But let's so, let's keep in mind this was the first title defense. Yeah, the first. Yeah, after so, a so, month. That's also right, that's a whole that's a whole different issue. That's a whole yeah, different. No, that's, that's part of the issue though. When you add them all together, they waited a month for this match. It went to a sixty-minute draw in which you know, Brian carried his ass to the finish line. And granted, yes, he did get busted open hard way. Uh, you know that is that is what it is. But even before that, it was night and day commentary. Well, damn, Brian's uh, you know cardio is great. Hangman looks washed. Took two water breaks to get the blood, whatever. That whole thing, too. Okay, fine. Let's stop the match. Well, they didn't. The clock kept running. Well, Brian should have, you know, should have kept on the attack. Well, he didn't. He was doing jumping jacks in the ring. It was an embarrassment for, for, for Adam Page to come out there as the champion. Uh, in, in, my, in my opinion, I know this is going to sound harsh because there are a lot of fans that have put a little bit more emotion into it. Take that bullshit out of it. One guy looked like a champion. The other guy looked like he just woke up. Ah, I don't know, dude. I, I mean, I, I can't I, go that harsh on it. I, yeah, I, I let me jump in there really quick. So yeah. I, I feel like I'm not going to answer the question, the question directly. Let's let's. I'm gonna make this communal so everybody can chime in. And y'all throw names out here right now. When we say Iron Man matches, we know there are names in the world, uh, in the in the wrestling community that are synonymous with Iron Man matches because we know not only can they do the wrestles, but they can do the wrestles legitimately for an hour without any blemishes. And Daniel Bryan's one, out of Shelley's another, Gresham's another, uh, Roger Tony Strong, Deppin. Tony Deppin. Like these, there's yeah. names that we know. That can do these, things. and that's right yeah. now. That's not even like including the lineage, you know, which are hearts and your Shawn Michaels and you know yeah. stuff like that. 
Yeah. You know, your Okadas and, and such and Kenny Omegas right. and such. Yep. Yep. I, a couple of things here. Okay. But let me ask you this though. Based on the names that we said, does Hangman Adam Page belong to that conversation? Not yet. Not yet. Well, there you I go. Yeah, he's, he's still champion. champion. No, 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 I, no. I get that. I'd, I'd say that's probably part of the story they're trying to tell. Is yeah. him growing into the role yeah. of champion. Yeah. Since now, this is like the this is the hell, it plays into the whole self-doubt thing they've been doing with him from the beginning. It's like yeah. for, for, up till now, the whole story was can he grow? Can he win the title? Yeah. Now he's won the title. Now and, he has to grow into being a champion. And he's almost like the forgotten talent on the roster. Like it's almost like because the roster's passed him by. Oh, that and that's the thing. That's why I said like the belt pr- kind of protects him here. Because if he doesn't have the belt, then you don't even realize he's on that roster as one of the elitists of being the, the pillars of being there. Now, really quickly, because I almost forgot about this, uh, because this is what I kind of brought the question in about. When we talked about AEW doing different things, we talked about TV time, uh, switch having to switch to your different branding, you know, from one show to the next to complete it and whatnot. So really quickly, despite that, we've seen this finish with Daniel Bryan. Are you too fond of a finish like this? Period, regardless of the names or whatever. Yes. Are you fond of, yeah. of these of these uh, time limits? Yeah, I, I'll make it. Yes, uh, short answer is yes, and I'll make it quick. Uh, it's because the draw protects Brian. He yeah. had no right to lose that match. And if you want to say that, like, oh, Adam Page pulled it out in the end, in the last five minutes. Okay, fine. I whatever. But he had no right to lose that match clean because he washed them for 58 minutes. I mean, that's mm-hmm. not, it's not even close. So, okay. But what a wins a win. And I don't care how long you were down. If you come back and win, you win, but we're looking at, but this is wrestling though. This isn't football and there are no numbers involved. It's just winning. And the bottom line is, is that if it were for, for real, because Brian didn't take um, a break in the middle of the match, Adam page did. Well, we'll, 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 I mean, we'll so, hold on, hold on. I mean, you know, he, you know, Brian didn't take a break. Adam Page did. You know, Brian was on the offense ninety-five percent of the match until you know the very end, and then the you know the time ran out. So I think that totally protects Brian. He's still undefeated with two ties, um, yeah. and you know, he definitely has a right to not fall that far down the rankings. And it kind of solidifies his point. If you want to go with the heel uh, tactic of, well, I still haven't lost. And I should have, I should be champion. And the only reason why I'm not champion is because I took it easy on you. And the next time I'm going for mm-hmm. blood and he should have in the beginning, but you know, that's a different problem. Yeah. I, I don't think you're wrong there. I uh, will. Your thoughts quick. Yeah. Next when they run this back, of course, I think you got people immediately thinking, you know, Oh, that, well, they got to go no time limit. They got to go more in an hour. And part of me thinks just playing off that is, I hope they don't. I hope the story in the next match is that, Brian, you know, uh, Hangman found something, or Brian found something, or they're going to be more aggressive, or something to that effect. Where it's like, no, they aren't going to go an hour again. Maybe next time it only goes twenty-five minutes. Maybe there's a knockout or something, or you know, some crazy submission that someone can't get out of. To where the idea is, in this match they learned something. In this match they found something, and then the second time around it's not necessarily going to have to be a no time limit match or something like that. The time, it doesn't always go that way every time around. Um, Yeah. I mean, so I think the, the, like I was saying, going into it, I think the big story of this match for a lot of people was how are they going to legitimize hangman as champion? Cause Brian's a made man. Brian is a made man. As we've been discussing it, he, he is as close to bulletproof as you could possibly be in this wrestling business. That's why to me, I don't think it would have hurt for him to eat that pin in one way or another at the very end. He would have been fine, especially as a heel where he could totally play the card of I dominated you for the whole damn time. And you know, you, you hit me with something or, you know, slipped on a banana peel or something. You know, you caught me in one little mistake or something like that. As a heel, Brian's at the flexibility to make himself relevant coming yeah. out of this match if he no matter how it would have went i that that part doesn't bother me i, I don't think it had to be a draw and i pardon but, but are you okay while, with draws is the question are you okay with not draws? as my thing is this it's the hour draw is a very tough sell to make okay. people watch for an hour the 30 minute one they did back in september i think is a much easier sell 
than this because okay. hell it's only 30 minutes the okay. hour draw i think is a much harder sell to pull off and judging from the reaction i've seen today you know it seems like there's a fair number of people that weren't thrilled about it i think it would have went over a lot better if the one in september hadn't happened and this yeah, was the first sure. one i think part of the problem is doing two of them so close together because heck if we're looking at this as real does the story become that daniel bryan i mean uh, brian danielson american dragon like Nick at that name right. Does the story <laughs> become in AEW that well when you get the big match, you get the big opportunity, you can't finish. It's happened twice well, now. You know? I think that's I just I think that's the internet wrestling what? community narrative. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that pop up. Here's here's what I'll say real quick. I don't mind a draw. I don't mind mm-hmm. a draw being a finish, regardless of the stipulation, title match, whatever it may be. Uh WWE always does false finishes, they always do all types of uh disqualifications and stuff over and over. So if AEW is taking another route of saying this is our way of ending and concluding a match without there being a definitive winner, then so be it. I am also a fan of finishes being different and unique outside mm. of what we are accustomed to seeing majority by WWE. So I would love to see them throw in more things, which is why I tip my hat to what Impact did earlier this year where they had a, they had a match and it ran out of time. So it bled over into their other show, which if – that's the thing. We're saying, hey, we can't let this match finish. I mean, we can't let, let this match end. Finish it on Rampage or something like that. I want to see unique things like that. So for this, I'm cool with it. Now, my thing with Dan Bryan, or Brian Danielson, excuse me. We, you know who we talk talking about, folks. Um, he's legendary status. And he, he cannot be hurt image-wise, wrestler-wise. But for the integrity of the story, it doesn't affect him. But it does affect AEW's booking, which when I then go back to the things you all have been saying, where it's like, if you're going to tell a story and you're going to add a finish like this, you still need to think forward about what's the next chips to be played here. So if you're going to have a finish like this, you need to say, now, what is Daniel Bryan's mindset and psychology going forward? Because I think him signing, he has a lot of control over to the narrative of what he's doing. It just seems very comfortable for him. But... At the same time, this is where I wholeheartedly agree with uh, Jamal because I also agree. I also felt this way in WWE. I think when he gets to this, what people are calling heel work, I think this is nothing but him just being honest about himself. He was talking about the ecosystem. He's very, <laughs> he was very right about that stuff. And, and then now he's talking about being the best in the world and backing it up. And I think when it came down to him wanting to resign, assign somewhere else and wanting to face the best in the world, I think we are going to see a long list of exploitations happening of folks thinking they can step in the ring with him and being exposed. And I think, you know, we we, we see he's doing work outside of AEW soon. And I think we're going to see more of this. And I think that's why I said there's levels to this, because a lot of people think Hangman is really, really good, which I think he is young. I think he's bang for your buck good, but he's not legendary status. And I think when that you start... Great. I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't say that. I think he's like Wegmans. Who's in? Who's in basketball right now? That's like coming up. Kwame Brown. Uh, no. Now, if he's Kwame Brown, then then who's John Moxley? Yeah, oh, that- Judd Bushler. <laughs> Dickie Simpkins. That's, yeah, that's who we talking about. Nah, but no, seriously, Ad- I think Adam has a lot of potential. But I think right now, this is how you can tell who still has room to grow and the mark it is to make it. And I think, you know, you can also just look at Final Battle and look at the quick match that was really rushed that obviously we won't talk about tonight, but we could talk about by somebody like a Jay Lethal, who is Iron Man uh, made and Gresham's Iron Man made, which we already said, and we, they put on the clinic, but they had to rush it. So the match because of TV time, because the match felt rushed. But you see, like, the level of technicians from them two and how they work that match, and you see how somebody was definitely being aided on. And I think the other really, really close example to this is Rich Swan and Kenny Omega match in, in, in Impact, where, you know, I think Rich is really good, really good. But when you put him in there with somebody like Kenny, he kind of went, where is Wardo? And he was out of his I- depth. I was not I was not happy about that. It was a tough pill to swallow. And I think that's the realization right here with with, with Hangman's like, yeah, he's the champion. I think the champ him be having a belt protects him because if he loses, then that's it. To the point that I'll be sitting here saying, like, 
Well, he did sign with his company start. Uh, everybody better be on a free agent watch because he feels left behind. He already had the shortest title run of everybody. This is not a good look here, you know. So, um, you know, I am interested in seeing where the story goes forward. I am convinced on Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson and his story, his psychology, his skills, technique, um, everything that is with his presentation. I'm buying into that. Now let's see what AEW tailors behind with Hangman to make the next match compelling. Because right now, it's it, it, again like Kenny Omega and, and Rich. I wanted Rich to bring the title back to Impact, but I was like, but I also don't want him to wrestle to do it because that first one wasn't good. And I'm not saying that this match wasn't good. I'm just saying that we just seen light years difference between a legendary elite status wrestler. And somebody who's still up and call, coming. So I guess I, my comparison to NBA is probably like some somebody like Zion uh, Williamson and well, LeBron wait, 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 wait. Before Zion, before Golden Corral, or Zion after Golden Corral? No comment. Okay. <laughs> injuries has played that young man right now for sure. So really quick question before we uh, go to a quick uh, commercial talk: Would y'all say this was an instant classic? No. How? It's, okay. it's a classic TV match. I wouldn't put it that like all over, like, you know, for talking pay-per-views and big events. But as far as like TV matches go, it's going to be like, you know, referred to as a classic in that respect for something that yeah. was just on free TV. But that's as far as I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, this was North Dakota State versus Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> on CBS. Like, yeah, if you want to say that was a classic, then yeah, go go Bison because... <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't close. I don't know what people were watching. And if I, you're a fan, I mean, you're a fan, but but I don't I don't see how it was there was a professional and then there was a, a home cook. And 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 Brian Danielson was looking like Gordon Ramsay out there and Adam Page was on MasterChef. As that was one Ooh. that was one thing that was hitting me today about it. As I was seeing all the talk about it and I was thinking back on it and the one of the things that jumped out at me right away was like, you know, I don't see myself going back and watching that match again. So if I'm not going to go back and watch it again, then it wasn't all that. That's, I, that's part listen, of it right there. But listen, listen, let me tell you who is watching this match. Mm-hmm. Everybody who wants that next match with, with, uh, with Brian Danielson, because they're looking now to saying how I'm not going to make that mistake. Right. <laughs> because people don't want to be the one to get ragged all through that, through, through, through that match. And, and again, I'm not last. Yeah, outclass. That's thank you. I was mm-hmm. looking for a better word, just that quick. Yeah, and that's all it is. It's just levels to this. That's all it is. It, it, and, and let's not forget when you talk about some of the best talent on AEW roster, you no one's going to put Adam in their top five. So then, why is he champion? Be, because I I always say champions do not define who is the best. Champions is who they are invested into to at some point lead the brand that the title helps them or I think, or i, I want to agree the heel and the heel with as a champion is aiding the next big baby face whoever's chasing right i, I want to agree but i but i can't and that's largely because when you look at a person's career you can look at the tangibles and the intangibles you could look at a person like you know, John Stockton and say that he's a, one of the greats because of all of the intangibles. Um, obviously, Malone scored a shit ton of points because Stockton gave him a shit ton of assists. And that's just what it is. But with in wrestling, there are some intangibles where there is a guy that can absolutely do the job that's needed. It may not get him a championship. It may not get him merch, move merch, but he can do the job that's needed. Uh, I think Fuego Del Sol, for example, made Hook look very good because that was his job, and both of them did a great job. With that said, I don't think that like a guy like Brian helps Hangman uh, by putting on such a lopsided affair because we're talking about how good Brian was and how much catching up Adam Page needs to do, and he has the belt. Let me let me let me cut you off real quick before we get to break. I will say one thing really quick. Everybody's gonna say Brian Brian Davidson is so good, even though they don't even understand what's happening in the ring. And okay. I, I want to come back to that. Uh, okay. We will talk about it in a second. But really quickly, folks, uh, let me take a time really quick to promote the show uh, here at the Big O Belt Podcast live each and every Thursday, eight p.m. 
on all of our social media at Big Gold Belt. Uh, check us out, latest news, updates, movie reviews, and so on at BigGoldBelt.com. If you are um, a company promotion, et cetera, out there looking for uh, advertisement, uh, hit us a DM. We have advertisement space. We would love to promote your show, news, or et cetera. So definitely give us a shout um, on uh, within the DMs and we can arrange that for you. Um, but as I said, you can catch us each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And folks, to, to check us out live. We want to uh, hear your voices, your thoughts, your, your commentary about uh, the topics we cover each and every week. And then if you can't make that, uh, because there's always something going on on Thursday, it seems like whether you're watching another show, promotion, or so on, it's all good. You can catch us on all audio podcast platforms the following day um, as well. And definitely, um, you know, shoot us a tweet and so on. Let us know your thoughts about the topics we cover uh, for the week. So, again, yes, the Big Gold Belt podcast live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on all of your social media. Now, folks, really quickly, when we come back here uh, for our second half of the show, um, we're going to jump to our quick hits with Jamal, the giant crab, and then we'll come back from the first part of the show because we got just a little, little, little bit more to sprinkle there, but we got some other things to talk about, but let's hit those quick hits real fast. Sounds like a plan, but... We got news. Uh, We got a little bit of thing to talk about this week. Uh, One thing I want to try to do is uh, put a spotlight on a local-ish show. So if you are a local-ish show to the greater Washington, D.C. area, hit me up on the Twitter machine at Big Go Belt, and, um, you know, let's talk, see if we can get this thing sponsored. We want to put the spotlight on local wrestling, give people a chance to actually see some good wrestling in person, uh, like what's happening this weekend in Cleveland. It's uh, AIW, and we had a few hits a few years ago. It's a long-ass title. But that's going to happen 7.30 Eastern at on December 18th. That is Saturday, this coming Saturday. And it's going to be on independentwrestling.tv. The match that I'm really looking forward to is Dirk Dillinger, Kaplan, Levi Everett. Well, I love Levi Everett. We need more Amish wrestlers. Uh, and the filthy Tom Lawler in a you know four-way dance. Uh, the main event, of course, is all ego Ethan Page versus Swackle, which is going to be... His son? That's what yeah. he <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it, that. Yeah, it's just going to be a mess. Uh, Lee Johnson from AEW versus uh, Riley Rose. Bill Alfonso uh, is going to be at the show. It, it looks like a good card. Um, it's going to be on independentwrestling.tv. So if you have that subscription, uh, you add that to your calendar. 7.30 Eastern on Saturday, uh, AIW. We had a few hits a few years ago. And if you've ever been out there, in Cleveland to AIW, it's it's a hell of a time. They they do a lot of great work out there. So, um, yeah, one of Those the premier sport- promotions that don't get enough love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like a lot of people talk about you know things in the area. They spot like Chicago. They spot like Pittsburgh, New York, obviously. But AIW in Cleveland's been doing it for a while, and, and they, a lot of good talent has come through there. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So uh, AIW this weekend, seven thirty, Independent Wrestling TV. Uh, AI Wrestling on the Twitter if you want to inquire about tickets and and everything. So good time. So uh, other news, real quick. Let's go with uh, the big story. Of course, was Hannibal, <clears throat> the, the wrestler. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this made it to the news. Oh yeah, <laughs> because the story gets even better. Um, oh, according to TMZ, now we, uh, the video was you know, Hannibal went off. Um, and he actually injured uh, an actual referee. Uh, you know, gave his head all kinds of gashes. It was it was a whole deal in the ring. Uh, the ref was a bloody mess. Went to the hospital, uh, and people are saying, you know, this is assault. The Miz chimed in. He was asked about it at TMZ and said, "Yeah, dude should be banned from everything." Uh, but apparently, it was a work shoot. Now, in so, what respect? what respect of work shoot that is where it gets tricky right so from what i've been reading is that the ref and i've lost his name but uh the ref was actually paid by uh the guy hannibal oh uh, my goodness in order to do the work and Mm -hmm. what hannibal was under the impression of was that the ref had bladed before the match 
Um, and then, you know, once he got some color, some blood, then it was going to, you know, because I think his name is like his nickname is the Blood Hunter or whatever. Uh, he was fighting Carlito in, in the match uh, down in Texas because why wouldn't it be in Texas? Uh, but it's uh, it was supposed to be a whole deal, and he has a YouTube channel for clout. And yeah. uh, but apparently that was a whole deal. So Hannibal said he gave no indication to me, and you can watch the footage, zero indication to me in the ring that he wasn't just selling and was legitimately hurt. Uh, the guy, the referee, was named Lando Del Toro. Lando Del Toro. Yeah. And he told me, like, if if he had told me he was getting hurt, I would have stopped. Um, and he and the he says that the ref told him we were cool. He knows that I didn't mean to hurt him. Um, so it's it's a whole thing that's kind of murky at this point. It you know it is interesting to see, uh, you know, this thing as it evolves. It's obviously getting uh picked up around the world yeah i'm reading an article from the daily mail that's uh you know mentioned about this and it's you know it is a thing so i don't know and also more importantly i don't know who knew what because in the back there were screams from uh officials in the back saying yo is there a doc in the audience right right Um, did the two of them go into business for themselves and not tell anybody else yeah there's a there's a lot of a gray area here as far as like who knew what who what went too far and right it's unfortunately it's going to be a whole lot of you know his word against you know the referee's word where it's like who knows where the truth is and what where it ends right but but also i was gonna say but also let's not forget there's a GoFundMe active right now as well too, which makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so it has over eight thousand dollars. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yep. I, look, yes. I don't trust those GoFundMe things because of shit like this. So, right. Uh, continue, sir. But yeah, that that becomes fraudulent now. Right. So now the onus is on the company and the promotion uh, to investigate it, and then of course, what will come out of that? If it turns out that it was an actually a work shoot, how do you walk all of this back? You know, you know, it's 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 a whole thing that it really should be cut and dry as the pictures are starting to come out from his hospital stay and, and the sutures that he has in his head and scalp and and stuff like that. But if it's all the work and the dude, you know, took seventy five dollars allegedly to you know do the job, then what are we really? T- oh, it's just wrestling. Um, so that's uh, that's the damnedest thing. Um, FTR was on Barstool Wrestling. Uh, their podcast and they basically trying to line out their 2022 goals uh one of the goals of course would be the to become a two-time aew tag team champion that would be the first ever in their company uh quoting them the difference between having a great tag match and being a great tag team um i think 2022 going forward we can be in that same conversation with Arn and tully the minute express and rock and roll express that's my goal for 2022 according to dax harwood so I would like to see it happen. Uh, you know, we don't know what their contracts are going to be. They didn't sign early on in AEW. Early on, of course, again, within the first year, they came pretty late. So, you know, who knows how many years or months they have left uh, on their contract in AEW. So, who know, you know, we'll see. Uh, speaking of contracts, uh, Kevin Owens, he is signing with WWE. Now, I know that we'll talk about that a little bit later um in, in depth but yeah he's going to be there for the next few years his contract got extended um so good on him and um you know just stick around for a bit and we'll get into like the nuts and bolts of that and the whys a little bit later darius martin uh in aw he tore his acl back in april and apparently uh you know he's up and able and he's moving around trying to get that strength you know back into his legs of course you know him using his legs so much as a high flyer it's really you know important for him to be it's it's like a lot of his his character and, and stuff being able to fly around they're literally called twice top flight can't be top flight if you have a busted wheel so you know you know get well soon darius and he basically praises um tony khan and AEW and you know, health insurance you know from your job uh for you know unfortunately he was you know had a serious injury but fortunately he has health insurance so uh, he was spoke to John Alba on his podcast one on one. So, you know, good on Darius. And I hope that he, you know, comes back sooner than later. I've never heard of Swag Golf. They're apparently a golf uh, apparel company that does um, driver club covers and stuff like that. And 
you want to stick your driver in there you can you know put a little cover over it to protect it uh apparently they have a licensing deal with wwe and one of the covers they're going to use for your putters and stuff is going to be ted DiBiase. so if you want to be a mark on the links uh you can pull out your million dollar clubs with the million dollar man on it um they said on twitter at swag golf co 12 of the 12 days of swagmas will be dropping officially licensed covers Featuring three superstars and legendary legend designs, beginning with Hall of Famer, the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. So I, you know, WWE, they are absolutely inter- interested in drawing blood from stone. Um, any deal to make, any deal that's out. Everybody there. has a price. So I've heard. <laughs> uh, AEW, of course, at the one hour match, half of their show was this one match of uh, Daniel Bryan dragging this wheelbarrow full of Hangman Page to the finish line. And it did well in the ratings overall. Um, the first hour, the first quarter hour started at 947,000. Um, and it peaked in the end with uh, 1.03 million people watching. And then, you know, trailed off dramatically after that and picked back up in the main event. So Dynamite overall was up, down to the demo. And I think that was one of the interesting things about a match like that. Would people be able to sustain watching one thing for an hour? And, and stick the around ratings, afterwards, too. Right, right. And the ratings kind of reflected that they were able to with, of course, it peaking during the finish. Um, you know, another 60,000 people uh, tuned in for the finish, and then 200, you know, 150,000 people pieced out after the match was over. So, you know, I think you kind of, you know, burn your candles at both ends at that point because you have so much invested into the first hour. You know, it's really hard to top that for the second hour. Uh, lastly, Jim Ross, who has been away, he's battling uh, skin cancer and he's has like a round of treatments. Um, he'll be back in the new year, I believe, if everything goes well. Um, he said that uh, about Jeff Hardy, uh, WWE has never developed a better tag team homegrown than Hardy Boys, in my opinion. If I owned a territory and I had the chance to get him as a tag team, that's what they would be. A team. So we'll talk about Jeff Hardy a little bit later and what exactly that means and you know, going forward um, and the ramifications and the fallout from all of that, because Jeff Hardy, uh, he was given his walking papers earlier this week. So it's yeah, kind of an odd story there. Uh, an interesting move by uh, Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens to you know stay in WWE. A lot of tricky things happening because uh, when we heard about Jeff Hardy, I thought we were going to have another black trash bag day. But apparently that was not the case. So, uh, yeah, this weekend, go support AIW. Uh, That's the 18th of December, this Saturday, out there in Cleveland. It's uh, uh, We had a few hits a few years ago on independentwrestling.tv, and that's the news for this week. All right. So uh, two other things I want to add. Uh, Rest in peace, Jimmy Rave, who passed away uh, earlier this week. Uh, Obviously disaffected. Uh, numerous wrestling promotions, a uh, huge loss there. And um, the other thing I was going to add, kind of newsworthy, is that with the cl- with the doors closing for Ring of Honor, which they have another show, uh, not show pay per view, like another TV taping or something going on, whatever. It, it, as of right now, we don't know what's going on with ROH, but it looks like they're still hinting that they may come back April, but they crowd new champions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it looks like those champions are going to be on the road with those championships. So uh, I guess that's going to be like the last relic in rotation in terms of uh, what was once of ROH. But we'll see how that all plays out. But I think it is interesting that they do, they're keeping their uh, championships active and um, kind of spread it out and sort of like a web because all these folks who are champions are all have like different kind of destinations here so that could be interesting we'll see how it goes but uh before we get to our last two topics i just want to add really quickly folks because we're crunching on time daniel bryant as i said he can do no wrong anything he does everybody's gonna say it's fantastic it's almost like the kenny omega and okada treatment by Meltzer. anything they do is golden so (laughs) no one's gonna be able ever to engage how good that match really was because fanboys do fan fanboy things and they're just like it's good because he's in it etc 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 but uh, i think it is a good match for uh becoming wrestlers to check out uh because brian put on a uh hell of a clinic we also seen 
with it with as I said being levels to this. But the question here is also a hot take that didn't Uh-oh. come from Will that I wasn't fond of, and I want to. I'm not guilty. Off. You're not guilty of this one, but I want to know what you all's reaction to this. I saw somebody, and if you have not been following Jordan Grace's Twitter Uh-oh. over the last few days, you are missing out on good content. Hopefully she is stirring up a new book because she definitely has material. Somebody was in Gresham's mentions all crazy talking about they don't understand why he's so good. What's his gimmick, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then I started to think, well, what difference is it than Daniel Bryan? What's his gimmick? By going around saying that he's the best and he's going around being a technical wrestler and doing so? Is Gresham not going around saying that he's the best and he's going to restore that classic uh, style of pure wrestling, pure wrestling right? and being a foundation doing so. So really quickly to you too, is there anything different here that I'm not missing? And what is it that, or is it just a promotion, but I, I don't know. RH is getting a lot of love right now for once in their life. But what am I missing here? Why that would be ever something somebody would utter out of their mouth, which somebody did in the comments say, why would you ever say that and at that person too like an idiot but just quickly thought or reaction to that will sounds like someone is just stirring the pot because essentially yeah you you already nailed it gresham's all about the pure wrestling and the art of wrestling and as is daniel bryan and i was the only other thing you could add to daniel bryan is bryan has the added depth of being a a hippier environmentalist when he wants to turn that up for heel heat but otherwise yeah they're they are wrestlers they are wrestlers wrestlers so which is perfectly fine you can get away with that when your whole style is based on technical mastery and technical wizardry and that kind of stuff and it's fine so whoever's saying that i think i think someone's trying to stir the plot to cause some trouble with jordan and get some uh get some attention is all that is so <laughs> i'm not going to give it any more time of day than that <laughs> fair enough jamal <laughs> uh yeah i actually didn't hear about this but i think that if you are like not reading what the actual words are it would be interesting to see you know what what was actually said with that said if you're not a fan of gresham cool if you're not a fan of brian cool maybe their style is a little bit too more complex for you cool what we won't do is come out here and try to bullshit like they're not good though <laughs> now you don't have to like technical wrestling but yeah. as far as that style goes they're yeah. masters of it like like pro- like brawlers for me uh that is that is boring that is absolutely 100% yeah. flat-out boring. I don't like brawlers. I like technical wrestling. But if somebody were to say that... Uh, what's the guy? What's the guy's name? From Minoru Suzuki. It's not... Mm-hmm. You know, he's a hell of a brawler. But I can't say that he's not good just because I don't like his style. Like, yeah, I know also, what he does. Yeah. I just also, he can switch it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he can, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that, but that is what it is. So I'm yeah. not, you know, I just don't understand what somebody would do. But, you know, it is Twitter. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that's why, like, one of my favorite MMA fighters is uh, the Diaz brothers, because they can stand toe to toe and throw their hands. But they also are really good at MMA. So if they need to get on the ground, then, like, they're ultimately dangerous as they as well, too. But then there's also other folks who can only just brawl and it's just not boring uh expect for them to get washed very soon so anyway let's move to our next topic and this was broke by uh sean ross at, at fightful the uh, december 15th um and by fightful select they have learned that kevin owens had resigned with wwe and then the full story is available for their subscribers um and then this was later confirmed um and also tweeted by um uh, the WWE Fox account and so on saying that the decision was pretty easy and he did it for his family. Now, I don't see a problem here. I mean, a guy that's with a company resigned, got some money, make sure his family's good, all is well, except for when it's wrestling because everybody got to be involved here. And <laughs> when I say everybody had to be involved, I think having a fan reaction is okay, it's adequate. But also for folks to be getting ready to uh, call up their homeboys, get the pitchforks, uh, uh, start lighting up the torches and ready to march over to Kevin Owens' house. It's just absurd because there is a lot of blasphemous hot takes going on here. 
Did he let you down, Two Chains? I mean, <laughs> were you were you hoping for Mount Rushmore, and now you are devastated because that won't be happening? Because that's what I was hearing was going around today. So I, I don't even know how to frame this question, but I'll just tell you my thoughts about this. Kevin Owens did what was best for him. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I like I like him, Steen Owens, whoever he is. I like him. Um, and uh, best of luck in his future in WWE. Uh, him signing a deal, him being one to weather the storm, because it ain't really about the idea of the possibility where he may have gone. It's the idea that he has a chance to resign, which is a big thing right now, considering how they've just been cleaning up shop all year. So, hey, he resigned. Things are looking good for him. So happy for him and his family. He did the decision that was best for him. Uh, so best of luck in the future with that. So I'm cool with it for here. Uh, but Will, <laughs> could you could you kind of spin a little bit more of the narrative that you've been seeing around on the on the on the social medias about this resigning? Yep. Well, <laughs> there's obviously the contingent that was just convinced for the last month that he's gonna leave. All his friends are in AEW. They all used to work together in PWG, and it's it's guaranteed he's leaving. He's gonna do an Adam Cole. They're all going to be buddies again. Mount Rushmore is going to exist in AEW. I mean, people were acting like it was a done deal, like a done deal, and that in the new year we would have Kevin Steen running around again in another company. Well, then lo and behold, it didn't happen. I think the biggest surprise here is that he resigned so quickly, that he resigned before his deal was even up. So, you know, legally then, in an official sense, he never even uh, talked to AEW. I'm sure some stuff might have been discussed behind the scenes, but – he is still very much under WWE contract and has now extended it a rumored to be another three years for a damn huge amount of money. I would think the rumor that seems to be going around is that the speculation is that he got two to $3 million and that AEW is just essentially not wouldn't have been in a position to offer that kind of money for him, which I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if he got that kind of money, good for him. Yeah, they Hell. said Melser's reporting between two to three million and a yeah. no cut agreement. Uh oh, we pulled out. Well, new we'll see. Who knows? I think we, any deal can be cut in WWE I, if they. Want I don't know, cut. man. If if it's in the contract, it's in the contract. We go into NBA right. status. We, he well, got here's a, something. This is a mellow contract was, right here. You you can't. Here's trace something this I was wondering <laughs> that really got me thinking. With all the cuts they've done, all the stuff they've cut back this year, all yeah. the people they've let go. What if some of the thinking here is that, yes, we have cut a ton of people. Yes, we are claiming budget cuts. Yes, we are getting getting all these people off the books. What if part of the thinking, though, is they're doing that with the idea that when these key people come up that they do want to keep, of course, they're going to open the wallet for them of course, and raise their money up to keep these people. And I mean, if he got two to three million, that's way more than most people in WWE were getting in at his level. For yeah, that level, you're not, you're not, that's, that would be tippy top money back in the day. And yeah. he's not tippy. He's underneath that level. You know, but he does so, sell hella merch. Like he's never, yeah. it's been a while since he's been top, but he's always mm-hmm. been top five. Especially. Well, he's always been taken care of. Yeah. He's always been in a good position there. He's always been taken really good care of since he came up on the main roster. But, so I'm giving that. I mean, I can't complain about it. I think if anything, I'm as surprised that he didn't even explore the option of anything but I mean, else. He's like, you know what? I'm good. Wants that college fund taken care of, I guess. That's what I was saying, you know? Say, hey, I got family. I got kids. Let's sell this for the holidays. Just yeah, sign the deal. This keeps him as a top guy. Again, he mm-hmm. brings in a lot of money for them. Um, and, you know, considering that this new, this no-cut agreement, this has to be new language. So, I mean, that's also another uh, brew of confidence. I mean, if you're going to resign, that's got to be the first thing you think about. It's like, hey, my family. But also, right. like, what's, what's, what's the... A longevity of this relationship here like what, what we got going on here and i think you know this is again i call it the mellow contract because when, when mellow go to a team he doesn't want to be passed around and he's like hey i need a no trade clause like uh-huh. give me the veteran minimum but like you're not trading me unless i'm going to be traded you know and i think yeah. this is one of the ones was like you're not cutting me unless yeah. i'm ready to go yeah so you can ask me but this contract says no so yeah no, you no know? doubt yeah last thing i'm gonna say on it for people who are getting their getting in their feelings and getting upset and not getting what they wanted, all I'm gonna say is this. Other folks that have made that move, all I've heard is that, well, they're happy. And that's all that matters. 
So if Kevin Owens is happy, then that's all that matters. So there you go. That's all I'm yep. going to leave it at that. Craig. Good for Kevin Owens. Get paid, please. What you got? Uh, here's where I don't care. Uh, <laughs> that's not part of the <laughs> curriculum here. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's it's just like, it, it's it's Owens' job. It's Owens, you know, family. It's, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not the stuff that we get to, you know, pontificate over. What, how he's going to provide for his family. Uh, you know, it's whatever he wants to do for him and his children is fine. If he feels that being financially secure is more um, important than being artistically creative, then that's fine. If he feels that WWE, you know, had checks a lot of the boxes um, artistically, then that's also fine. Um, he doesn't owe us anything. Yeah. As a fan, I would love to see this dream match of, this guy versus this guy or this team versus this team. But at the end of the day, it's still a business. At the end of the, at the, end of the month, you still have a mortgage to pay, uh, bills to pay, uh, you know, schooling and, and everything like that. And it's also his body. He still has to put his body that, that, that ring is still 20 by 20. It's still made out of plywood and blood. So, you know, he still has to put his body out there in a the line. It doesn't matter what the mat says. And if that's what he decides to do with WWE or AEW, or even just the NWA. And he's just like, yeah, we're only going to pay you. I don't know. And we're just going to have everybody on contingency. We're just <laughs> paying you. But, you know, whatever he decides to do, that's what it is. Even if it's a bad decision, even if he's absolutely doing nothing and he gets to sit in catering and he knows that he's doing nothing and his career is going nowhere, it's still his decision to make. You, He has the right. He has the, the opportunity, the privilege even, to make a bad decision for his family Bad, of course, being a matter of perspective. So I, you know, I don't care. It's 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 up to him. Good for him for doing or not doing whatever. And if he, you know, happens to show up on a thing, cool. And to be honest with you, we don't know what's going to happen in WWE. What if in the next two years, the company's sold? You know, there's rumors of turmoil in the within the McMahon family. The McMahon clan is, you know, dicey. It's on the rocks. We don't know. What if the company's sold in two years? And the first thing that the new overlords say is, we need to work with AEW. I mean, like, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Now, granted, it's a hell of a stretch, but maybe Owens realizes that AEW isn't for him because he doesn't want to be a big fish in a, a big pond with other equally large fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, it's crowded. We say it every week. I mean, right. the lay of the land is what it is. And, that, and that's not. <laughs> forget too like everybody just assume just because your contract is up in status that you're on bad terms with wwe or because of what they perceive as bad booking means that you're being uh buried it's on television every week all right and i saw people's like oh you're resigning this is going to feed you the roman reigns and you're never you're, you're a sellout you did all that having us thinking you were going to go and you never did like all these things that are just completely blasphemy. I, again, I, I'm, I'm happy as you, you all are both saying that like, Hey, he did what was best for him and comfortable. The money's right. The contract is signed correctly. I'm sure there was uh, probably three to four set of eyes on that contract. And much like Will saying, which I, I don't even think this was even worth reporting because I thought it would just be common sense. But yes, if, they were in the green when they cut people. How big is that green now that they did cut people? Which right. then you say, well, what are you going to do with that extra money? Well, you're not going to up the the, uh, the 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 product. It's no point. It's, it is top tier already. What are you going to use it for? More tour dates? But that also generates more money. So maybe you just make sure that the folks that are in-house right now are taken care of better and more. Right. More Make sure the people we got are happy. Yeah, and then again, I think too, like I, I'm a big, and of course I've never looked at a contract, but I, I, I'm under the assumption that there was a one, one A, one B, one C, and one D type of contract, and you got to pick the four, and that's how they was able to really work through things very seamlessly. But now with there being a con involved here, I'm thinking contracts may be very unique, one to one. Your contract may look like no one else's, and I think with that, that means that having more representation uh, uh, in, in, in case of, uh, you know, whatever the language may be, which also makes people more happy where they can say throwing incentives they want and so on. And also the other thing with Kevin Owens is they own that property and he makes a lot of money for them. So this is a no brainer for them to say like, 
can we please keep you? You make a lot of money for us. We'll okay. definitely pay you more. And like he knows after the Owen days are done, the Steam days gets back rolling just as hot. So it's a win-win for him. Three years. We'll see him. We'll see what happens then. So good for him. Let's get to the last thing. Jeff Hardy, brother Nero. Well, I think we were just wishing him best of luck the last time we talked because he had an incident at a house show and there have been reports that he had been sent home and there had been rumors. And I didn't say this the last show, but his wife, uh, well, well, all the wives were on there saying stuff. Um, it's funny. Somebody said, Reby, don't make this about you. <laughs> Jeez. I was That's a whole other topic. I was even scared to say that because I was like, somebody going to add the show and say, we said that she'll be in our images because, you know, she ready to she ready to hit them characters up real quick. But uh, everybody has something to say about it. But ultimately, our, our message to him was like, hey, we wish him the best because we know in his past he has had. Uh, episodes and 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 all sorts of different things that has been a disruption to his uh performance in the ring so we couldn't call what it was but we just wished him the best well there's a very interesting second part to this story which i'm sure everybody knows because after that jeff hardy was then released from wwe which we then said best of luck to him and being at home and there was um, once a rumor didn't confirm that he had, they had said, hey, we can provide assistance for you, which I hope people don't think that WWE doesn't do this for everybody. I mean, Sean Spears, uh, Mr. 10 uh, was, what was it Sean Spears? I can't, no, I'm sorry. Mike Kanellis um, mm-hmm. was one that was, you know, a big product of the treatment of what WWE does for their folks. And they don't go around saying pat us on the back about it, give us our thank you but they do it and they offer it to everybody, anybody who needs substance abuse, uh, rehab or any of that sorts. Right. So this was, this is just common for them to do so, but Jeff Hardy had denied it and so on. And everybody was worried because of that decision. But then it came out that he's at home doing good. They're doing YouTube videos and everything. And he got tour dates. He's an artist. Did I miss this? He's had his music thing on the side, like never for a long time. He was doing that back in TNA a lot when he was ne- doing the, doing the ne- TNA. One. Never. Oh, yeah heard this never heard yeah, this. But- apparently that was all booked beforehand which i guess it would have to be dude to be put together this damn quick this little thing he's doing through uh, the middle of america so that part apparently was already happening i don't know about that i don't know that's that. what i was hearing but the only, not like the i've been keep not like i've been keeping up on jeff hardy's uh side project music career <laughs> the only person i ever known to get like a go to do something outside of wwe like something like this was dolph ziggler when he was doing stand-up and that was like one right two, maybe two shows so i mm-hmm. i don't know about this but it, it, the, the big thing with this question y'all and we're going to wrap up the show with this tonight is that people are calling this coincidental did he try to do this to get his release what's going on with jeff hardy what is up with jeff hardy that's just it that's just the question so give your yeah, I mean- reaction to the Jeff Hardy saga (laughs) release and the 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 rebirth of brother Nero. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, when I saw the rumors going around from a few folks, right? I didn't even say it's rumors, just people putting forth the idea that what if he did this to get out of his deal, this little episode he did at a house. I mean, I hope that's not the case, but it's also how, how, how would we have any other way of knowing? whether it's true or not, you know, I mean, he, we just, if he's maybe doing that, if, if, if he did, say if he did coming off his track record that he has, I mean, yeah, maybe it'd be a slick move to be able to get out of there. If he was for some reason looking to get out of there, I, I don't know if there's any truth to that or not. And I don't know how we could know. So I don't want to give that a whole lot of thought because it'd just be speculation as it is. Anyway, my concern is the same as it was last week. I hope the guy's okay. Because Lord knows he has, as we've discussed, he has a checkered past, as we know. And he was offered rehab, didn't want to go. So they're like, okay, we got then that's that's that. We got to wash our hands. So I to- I totally understand why WWE released him. And I hope he's okay. That's really what it comes down to me at this point. I hope he's okay. I'm sure uh, he's under the standard 90-day release window. So I'll take him into uh, the new year, and then we'll see what happens from there as far as what happens with him. But all I really care about this point is, is that I hope the dude's okay. I hope he's not having a crazy holiday and I hope he, you know, keeps it together. 
I hope everything's okay with Jeff Hardy. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Because there's real, I can't, I don't know anything more about it than that at this point. Yep, yep. So I hope that if you are going to the Jeff Hardy experience, whatever it is, uh, you're there in Milwaukee. You're tomorrow in, in Rosemont, Illinois, outside of Chicago, uh, Rockford, Illinois, Des Moines, Iowa, all this weekend. I hope if you bought the hundred and fifty dollar tickets, Oof. please let us know. How was that experience? I I need to know. But as far as the uh, the whole thing is just, we obviously don't know what happened. There is like some pieces of the story that are missing. Um, we know what we saw in the video. We know what we see right now. How does a person that needs help in some way able to go on a four city four night tour and then pick it up again in January in Lincoln, Nebraska, um, and beautiful Fargo and Sioux Falls? How does that happen? Um, it's we don't know what the cause was, and obviously, if his drug test gets revealed, then <clears throat> that's a thing. And it, you just kind of at the end, just kind of hope that he's just okay. Um, you hope that he's you know actually fine, and uh, you know just hope for the best. Now, does that mean that he's <clears throat> going to be an AEW in March? No. He doesn't have to be, but I do think there's a lot of things that are inconsistent with the story. There are a lot of things that are missing, some bit points that are missing. So uh, other than that, you know, he's in Milwaukee tonight. Show starts at 10. Yeah, uh, the show start, well, show starts at 730, but it looks like he gets on at 10. All right, so let's go. Let's if, if you're out up. there, yeah, if you're out there in Milwaukee, I want to see how he looks. You know, I want to we see got how live report. Yeah. <laughs> and I we want to see time. what $150 gets you. But, you know, that'd be the test to see, you know, how well this experience goes on. So, and, and the meet and greet, he's actually meeting fans, you know, and you, you, you can look in somebody's eyes and, and kind of deduce that they're going through a thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully this yeah. is just a big misunderstanding and we're only hearing a third of the story and the truth is somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I mean the family all say everything's good. Um, the video. Well, they wh- did why the would why would they say something else? I mean, but also they also say everything. So, yeah. well, <laughs> so. but I don't expect the family to come out and be like, "Yes, Jeff is on meth. He loves crack, listen, and I listen, don't think he'll ever wrestle again." Like I don't, I don't listen, see anybody saying that. Li- listen, we as much as you would think they're always on the same page, we've seen them totally at foes if if their houses isn't across the pond from one another. So. You just never know, but they all seem to be on the same page this time. And like I said, you never know what Reeve like. She might just come out and say anything. She's like, I know what y'all are hearing online. I know what you're saying in these videos, but this is really what it is. And you just never know. But I'll, I'll, all jokes aside, just hopefully good stuff for him. And right. hell, if he got out of WWE, by the way, he got out of WWE, then I, I don't know. Give us one more of those breaking out of jail videos. I'll take one more before the end of the year. Those are our <laughs> Maybe favorite. Maybe it was in Milwaukee tonight. Oh, you! Oh, he's he's definitely opening up with Acon locked up uh, uh, audio in the in the background for he comes. Well, out. you know, if Jeff Hardy's singing Acon in twenty twenty one, then that's worth one hundred fifty dollars. Because Acon isn't getting that much money. I can't, I can't. Hey, Acon's out here doing electrical grids in Africa right now, but yeah, he's not getting that much for. Comedy. He's not getting one hundred fifty dollars to sing. No, he's, he he's that. He's that. He's not making Jeff Hardy money. <laughs> well, I think. That means it's time for us to end tonight's show. Um, it's been a fun one. Uh, folks.